everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we're so glad you're here. And this week, we have a very special guest coming live from Canada, Sydney Parks John in the house, yeah. an amazing educator, Christian mentor, lover, spirit, full of many talents and gifts who has traveled the world and shed her light. And I love how our first generation, you know, experience um, allows us to see the world differently, allows us to teach kids and inspire them differently because of our unique experiences. So it's just an honor to just highlight her story. Tell the people a little bit about yourself and what you're up to. Yes, so currently I have my own tutoring firm in Toronto, Ontario called CNC Education. The CNC stands for Cindy and Chris. I was nice enough to include my husband. He has nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, but I have a background in, I have a bachelor's in early childhood and special ed and a master's in teaching English as a second language or foreign language. Um, so that's my background. And before I got into teaching, I worked with higher education with college students. And I really thought that was my new calling. I was like, oh, I'm going to go into higher ed and I'm going to work with student affairs and I'm going to do all these things. And then, you know, God had different plans for me. He was like, your path is in education. So he kind of redirected my heart back into education and led me to teach English in South Korea for two years changed my life forever um though that's where I met my husband um so you know my life has completely changed and then here I am in Canada um my husband and I's story is also very interesting because we decided to get married within 10 days of meeting each other and he yeah he didn't he wasn't even living in Korea he had left Korea a couple of years back but he was visiting his parents for Christmas and while he was, you know, in Korea bored, he got on Bumble and ta-da, here I am, the Bumblebee he was looking for. <laughs> and we decided to, he actually proposed on our fourth or third date. And I was like, you're crazy. What if I'm crazy? And then, but you know, YOLO, we were still young and dumb. So we were like, yeah, let's do it. And then we did long distance for a year, um, got engaged and all that um, within we decided to get married within two weeks, got engaged within three months, four months, and then got married within a year. You guys jumped again a little bit quicker than Oscar and I, but we were in the same, like within a year and a half, we were married, you mm -hmm. know, after meeting yeah. each other as yeah. well. Yes, um, you know, you know, there's no, like, you know, I don't have to waste any more time with you. I like you, you like me, okay. <laughs> and especially it's funny because you and I as like, so we are social butterflies. We are very active, but we are also like very um, strict with the people who we allow to be close to us. So it's not like just anyone can approach us. Yes. The fact that our men were able to be able to yes. reach that level, it was able to be yes. good for us. Very much. So. I agree. Let's talk about when you went to Korea, right? Because as a good Korean, you know what I'm saying? And being able to grow up in the States and returning, maybe can you describe an experience that you were just like, well, this is what I really want to do is I can't tell you that it, it's just one event. I think it was like the whole experience itself. And, you know, I'm human. So when I hear things, it contributes to my confidence and whatnot. But I honestly just thought that my job in Korea, I went as an English teacher. So my job is to educate these girls. And I taught at a private all girls 
middle school in a very wealthy area in Seoul, basically like Beverly Hills exclusive area. So like those kids are smart. Like they've been learning English since they were little. Like they sometimes they bring me like books and have you read this novel? And I'm like, no, I can't even read the title. Like, you know, like, (laughs) but just my job was to educate these girls. And that's what I was doing, just teaching them English. But I guess what I thought was like the bare minimum, like just my responsibility, people saw it as so much more like oh my gosh you're the most dedicated teacher the most passionate so energetic where do you get your energy from where do you get these ideas from and I'm just like Pinterest <laughs> like I'm just doing my job um you know and seeing those girls really come in and like really blossoming and getting interested in English and I had this time called EOZ English only zone during lunchtime and at lunchtime literally the girls would have to sacrifice their lunchtime if they wanted to come and just talk to me, free, t- free talking English. And it was so packed, I had to have other English teachers come because I couldn't handle it because there were so many kids. So like just things like that, like just seeing the girls getting interested, seeing English not as just a subject, but a form of communication and learning the culture and like thinking and, you know, the way they view the world, because I really didn't want English just to be a subject because it's so like structured there. Um, So I like always did like world news and every class we began with some type of news around the world because they were so not exposed to that, you know, um, and some of them were because their parents, you know, taught them, but a lot of them, they're so busy with their academics and like, you know, after school events, they don't, especially teenagers who watch the news, like, you know, so um, just like little things like that. And I think I was able to expand their minds. And I actually had two students under me who decided to move to America to study. I know that may not seem like a lot, but that's a huge deal, you know, like moving from Korea to the U.S. with visas and like things like that. Um, and one of them, I was really involved in the process. So um, uh, that's so amazing that you got to do that, that you got to like, you know, sometimes I think we take our gifts for granted, you know, and things that um, may seem like it's a privilege we put it in place and we get to actually put have a purpose for it so what do you think is or was your greatest gift I think maybe is because I'm sure you continue to give this to your students out in Canada but your greatest gift that you give to your students you know this was a good question and this was actually my prayer request for the longest time but I think it's love I think I'm able to give love to my students. Um, actually, we got married in Korea because Chris's parents are over there. So my family, we all flew over to Seoul and we got married there. And my students sang at our wedding. They were like the guest singers. <laughs> and I had students that come and like, you know, I just appreciated them so much. And um, even now as a tutor, I, I think I've told you this before, but I love it so much. I don't know if I'm going to see, I don't know if I can go back to a regular classroom. And I love the regular classroom. I love it. I love it. And you're able to form relationships, unbreakable relationships and just strong bonds. But the relationships that I've had just one-on-one tutoring has been so much more concrete and so much deeper than I can get in a classroom with 28 kids that transition every period, you know? Um, So um, I think that I'm able to give my students love. 
-hmm. And that's definitely needed because, you know, in just the way society has, like, teachers have definitely given and they really shape and mold students Mm -hmm. in the future in the world. But that love, it it keeps the air drives what is, you know, CNC education. So Mm -hmm. can you talk about how did you become a teacherpreneur? How did you start up your whole tutoring business? And um, what are your goals for that? Yeah, so it was actually a YOLO thing. I was like, oh, you know what? When I first moved, I was like, oh, I should get a job. I should get a job. But at the time, my visa was taking a long time, so I couldn't work. So I was like, ah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I got my visa and I started looking for jobs and you know, it's really hard to get a teaching job here because um, the union here is so like solidified and like teachers get paid a lot here. So like once you get paid, once you get that job, like people don't leave. So, I mean, the list for like the waiting list for teachers is really long. And um, I knew that we were going to be here forever. And for me to go through that, I thought it was kind of a waste of time and waste of my time to go through that. Um, If I was gonna live here forever, I would have totally done it. Um, But it would have taken me years to get hired, you know? So um, I decided that I'm just gonna tutor, start this thing. Um, I started it, I posted it on this like forum, a community forum, got my first three students. Those three students became like 15 students. I've been fully booked since like over a year. Like, yeah, so it's very much of a blessing. Um, and I love the flexibility that I have. And I love teaching in school and I love, you know, teaching and whatnot. But you have those, you're very, what is it, constricted? Because you have the standards, you have the curriculum, you have to standardize testing, you have to, you know, meet these things and blah, 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 report cards and whatnot. But I don't have any of that. I can literally teach, yes, whatever I want. And I love that freedom. And I teach anything from English to reading, writing to algebra one. (laughs) So I'm literally teaching all abroad, like all across the spectrum. So um, I love having the flexibility. I love having the freedom. And I love having meaningful education in a sense, like, you know, we ever, like you ever, have you ever said like, why didn't they teach us this in school? right? All the time. Uh All the time. Uh Yeah. So like I incorporate that into my teaching. So like one of my 10th grade students, she said that stocks are like really popular amongst high schoolers. Oh oh, man. Okay. That was not our generation, you know? And um, so she, I made her do APA style, taught her APA style, did a whole research on stocks. (laughs) And um, she started stocks because of a, her parents allowed her to so she was able to go through that do the research write a paper on it everything so in the long run I hope that's beneficial for her life you know um so I'm sure she will she probably would be like here professor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I I really try to make sure that these kids that I teach that my education really prepares them for the future and my goal as a tutor is to teach them so they don't need a tutor that is the key, right? You know, because some programs and and people, they teach us to be dependent on them. And we need to teach these skills to have their independent skills to be able to either pass that on, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we have to, like, in life, and especially, like, you've traveled, and there's unexpected things that happen. 
um, that we can't always depend on another person. We have to be able to acquire these own skills to be able to survive in other places. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's like one of my biggest goals that these kids are so independent that they don't need tutors. They don't need, I mean, of course, they're always going to need parents and teachers and whatnot, but I would like to give them a sense of like, especially like if the parent comes to me like, oh, my child has problems with reading and writing. My goal is for them is to learn those skills to improve themselves, be motivated by themselves, that they don't need a tutor. Those life experiences are definitely what um, makes you unique and what your students are able to learn from and adapt and be able to reflect. Because it's like, I'm sure also your students come from similar backgrounds. Like you said, you met and you put your first call in a community forum and that community. And that's what sometimes like, as I do my work and I love my students, but I've also like recently, since I've been back home a lot, like thinking about students here who are also from similar backgrounds and how can I help them see that I'm from where you're from, you know, I've traveled as well and mm -hmm. here are some skills that can help you do what you need to do versus yes. trying to figure your, your or navigate yourself kind of aimlessly, you know, our parents who kind of went through the system, but not fully, you know, because they kind of came in when they're more established versus us who grew up. Like that tutoring experience that they have with you may be the most like um, international experience that they have ever, right? Yeah. So everything that you're giving to them um, is connected to everything that has been given to you. So that's amazing that you have that. And I hope that God continues to like bless you to touch others and they continue to grow and have those skills that you want to pour into them. Yes, I hope so too. And yeah, because a lot of my students, I didn't actually, I, I posted a story once of like me teaching and one of my friends from high school said, do you only exclusively teach Asian kids? And I was like, you know, not on purpose, <laughs> but when, uh, but that's just how it is. Um, and all my students are, some of them are born here but most of them are like international came here not too long ago. Some of them like that, some of them born here. So I just have a very array, but they're all Korean backgrounds. So, um, but they, their parents were not born in Canada. So they are first generation 1.5 second gen, whatever you want to say, you know, um, those kids. And um, I think that through me, they're able to kind of, release their stress as well because they tell me their problems you know um asian parents are can be very strict um very very very, mm -hmm, very strict and um so especially with their like if you're an only child as well um and i have some only child students and they feel the pressure of the parents and the parents like literally think like you need to be a doctor a lawyer you know those jobs and i understand why because they came from Korea for a better life and not and Korea is a great country like it's you know it's not like a third world country you know but they just wanted a broader experience for their kid and they want their kid to thrive and not struggle like they are because they're working hard hours you know at the cleaners or like a convenience store you know they want stability for their children so I understand them totally why they would want these elite jobs um, for their kids but you know these kids growing up in Canada have a different experience different view and they're like wait no I want to be a programmer or I want to be a content creator 
you know, but the parents are like, what the, you're not being a YouTuber, you know? Um, so when they talk to me about this, you know, we talk about one of my students, she wants to, she thinks she likes science, but isn't sure. So we like researched about science fields, you know, what, what are the different jobs in science? So things like that, kind of broadening their knowledge, kind of giving them hope that, hey, if your parents want you to make a lot of money, you can do this, <laughs> you know? Um, so it's been really great. Yeah. Oh, I love that for you. And I love that you're helping them being able to see, um, you know, the other ways. And that's like my thing. I was into like my graduate studies is, was in interdisciplinary studies. And so to be able to learn how to mix different disciplines to know that you don't have to only do it one track way. And that's what our parents come from because that doctor, lawyer, engineer is like the only thing that's drilled yeah. into them. Yes. But technology is growing. And like, and I've also noticed, especially living outside of states, but also just seeing um, people who are um, becoming successful off of their skills. Is If you're just consistent in something and just keep the, you'll be great and you can make any amount of profit. You can be wealthy in any sense, right? Um, but we have to learn to not give up. So having it, once again, having a good tutor, a good educator, that support system to be able to remind you, like, there are other ways you yes. don't have to do it this way, um, yes. allows them to enjoy yes. their journey. Yes. But thinking of also speaking of ways, um, well, it's a cycle because that's what their parents did and that's what they know. And I thought that was so sad. It's just a cycle and it can be broken. It can be broken, you know? Once you educate that child, show them that this is this is what else, this is the other option that you can have. It's not just here, not this tunnel vision, you know? It's actually a wide vision. Once you show them that, I really think that they're able to break that cycle. So, and that's, that, that's in everything. Like I see with my students who have like high anxiety students, talk to the parents, they're also high anxiety as well. You know, so it's like, it's a very sad reality, but it's a cycle. Um, so I, even though I'm just a tutor and I'm only one person, though some of those, most of my kids come to me like minimum of two times a week. And in those two times a week, I want to show them or teach them things outside of their thinking and their views that they're able to differentiate as they grow up. And that support that you're also giving them, not only because like, it's not only just the fact of like breaking that cycle and like you interrupting, but like you need that constant break uh -huh. until they're able to like really yes. push out of it. And then yes. they start their own formation and their yes. new habits. And you yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. So keep it up. You know yes. what I'm saying? I know that I know that you you are going to always do an amazing job and you have made it this far, but just, you know, never give up. Know that we see you and your kids see you and their parents <laughs> really you. appreciate you as well. So um, a way to celebrate how we break cycles and how we give back. I know you have a poem to share with us today. Yes. Yeah, so um, mine is based on the Bible, um, but it's about righteous and the wicked, <laughs> but it is from Psalm one and it is blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its season of its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever he does prospers. 
Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And I don't like instill, like, I'm like, you have to do it the Bible way. No, no, no. But I really do like, he is like a tree planted in the streams of water. Because if you look at trees by streams of water, they are abundant, right? And that's what I would want for my students. You know, really just abundant in life and all knowledge, all wisdom, just in all aspects. So, um, yeah, so I thought this was a really great poem. <laughs> that is a beautiful poem, beautiful song, a beautiful praise that David shared that you're sharing with your kids and they'll be able to grow. You know what I'm saying? You are another form of water that is pouring into them and they will, you know what I'm saying? Like you will see their fruit and they will see. So that is beautiful. Once again, what you're doing it and how you're doing it. And I know like, it's a, it's a gift to be able to constantly to pour in. And especially like you've sown seeds around the world, sis. You know? I hope so. <laughs> no, you, I, we know so. So just, you know, fast in that, appreciate that, and just know that everything you're doing is just like God is going to continue to bless you, that every tree, every fruit will not go dry, will not fall to the wicked, but be able to see and love and understand this light that you are. Um, that's so amazing. Cindy, how are you on your way? How am I on the way? I am slowly but surely on my way. Um, I know God has this big plan for me. He gave it to me when I was entering Georgia State as an educator. And he, because I went on a mission trip right before college to Haiti, changed my life forever, changed my life forever. And I was like, that's when I decided I'm going to be an educator. I'm going to be an educator. Um, but then, you know, I kind of like yellowed and went away. No, I don't want to be an educator. And then he brought me back. And then, um, you know, he's, he's, keeps instilling in my heart that keep doing but bigger <laughs> so I'm slowly but surely making my way to his plan I am so blessed to watch you slowly but surely continue to move forward because I know how it was to be and entertain this YOLO phase because like you said earlier we were done yeah we were young enough but we were young a little bit dumb but courageous and brave and sometimes now we're like hold on so uh -huh. the fact that you have that YOLO wisdom but yet to are now are able to move surely but slowly in in God's presence um mm -hmm. you will continue will continue to open doors for you you will continue to like be on your way yes you know and blessings wherever you go yeah, so next stop next stop is actually back to Korea oh wow that's amazing like a, oh man that'll be beautiful and I know you're the returning students will be happy, you know, I mean, the old students will be happy that you're returning. Mm -hmm. um, your other students now can be very, very sad. You might, you might have some people moving back to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, one of them was like, can you still do online? <laughs> I was like, like yeah. no. I said, Why not? Like, oh. I change. I don't want to wake up early. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what's good for your self-care. You know what's best for your business. So mm -hmm. do that. Oh man, sending love to you. That is so amazing. Um, 
just to hear once again and catch up because it's like we know we were some grace and girls we knew it was gonna be great anyway we've always been active and about our business and doing you know so yeah right? forever <laughs> <laughs> i will forever be greeting gold and it feels nice to be home for a little bit tell the people where can they connect with you um where and i know you have your new instagram helping people not live a life full of toxins tell the people a little bit about that Oh, yeah. So actually, that's a whole other story. But um, Chris and I, we've been praying for a child. I started learning more about like the pregnancy journey. And I started learning about how your environmental, of course, it's genetics, there's, you know, your body and, you know, hormones and whatnot, but how your environmental setting and toxins around you um, can also affect infertility. So I started studying about that. And then I realized that, oh my gosh, we're clueless. <laughs> like we are literally clueless about the toxins uh, around us. So I started an Instagram account um, that's educating people on how to detox their home one product at a time. Um, I, I, I hope no one gets stressed reading it because it can be stressful. Like, oh my gosh, the shampoo I'm using is ruining my neurom whatever, you know, um, but just one product at a time. So that's, I started that. So that is take with grain of salt because you can take it or leave it. It's your life. Do whatever you want. Um, yes. And my personal Instagram account is Cindy Park Jun. Always sending love to you. Um, to my wonderful listeners, wherever you are in the world, wherever you are on your way, just know that you are light. Just know that you can do anything you put your mind to, but you just have to be the salt and the light. Yes. And until, <laughs> and until next time, this is Issa Cosette. Y'all be blessed.